what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about all the trending topics going on in the world. We're going to talk about some music stuff. We're going to talk about some movie stuff, possibly some stuff going on with just life in general. Who knows? All we know is you're listening to the first ones to die. So sit back, relax, grab your snacks, and enjoy the sultry sounds of this podcast goodness. You are now listening to the first ones to die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. We're back. Did you miss us? We know you did. We're glad to be back. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. How y'all doing? How you doing, Jerome? I'm doing good. Uh, Been a busy few weeks, uh, both at my job and in life in general. (laughs) Um, But uh, other than that, though, I'm doing good. Nice. And how are you doing, Alex? How has the last couple of weeks been treating you? Ah, it's not. They haven't been in my favor. Work has been really, really crappy because like everybody has decided they don't want to be there at the same time, but I'm there. Um, and honestly, at this point, I'm like starting to lose that like caring feeling about things, and which isn't bad because now I have no problem leaving work now. Um, right now I'm playing with crystals. Uh, if you saw on the Instagram, I was burning a candle where I could get crystals. And I have one, and if anybody knows what this is, I think it's fluorite. And it looks blue to me, a little green, but it's like a seed blue. I have like a little hard time with blues and greens. So people know what this is. Help me out. I don't know, I don't know what this is. But other than that, that's my life. How about you, Jonathan? Nice. <laughs> What's going on with you? Um, the last few weeks have been very busy, um, but fun as well. Uh, I went to Chicago this weekend for my friend Haley's wedding. So congratulations to her and Andrew. Um, it was a very fun trip on the, uh, last day I was there on Monday, I walked past Adam Levine very randomly as I was walking down the street. I saw that on your Instagram. How did you even realize it was him? Like, so I, so I was walking on the sidewalk and I see uh, on the same sidewalk, there's this guy walking out of a hotel and he's like bowing at people. And I walked closer and I, yeah, bowing, like taking a bow. And it wasn't like a big crowd of people. It it was just like some hotel staff and there was a big black car next to him. And as I get closer, I'm like right next to him. As I get closer, I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, he he looks like he could be like the center of attention. Not the center of attention, not not like in a disrespectful way, but he looks like he he could be somebody. He would be the life of the party. Right, right. Um, And then I noticed the tattoos and I noticed the blonde hair. And then I noticed, because I used to watch The Voice all the time, so I'm familiar with this look. And then uh, I, I, I'm like, oh, shoot, that's Adam Levine. I just keep walking. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then th- these people are, like, greeting him. They're, like, hotel staff or something. They're, like, greeting him to his car or something. And he's just, like, casually, like, smiling and stuff. He's wearing a mask. 
but I wasn't wearing a mask at the time, so I was hesitant to like say anything. And I it happened very fast. And then by the time I reached the end of the sidewalk, I'm like, oh shoot, I just walked past Adam Levine. And I walked back and then they, he, he was gone. Um, but, and then I looked up uh, to see if Maroon 5 was playing in Chicago and they were um, that night at Wrigley Field. So yeah, that was very interesting. Um, I've never had an encounter Pretty like cool. that. Pretty cool, you got like a glance cool. of him. I know. <laughs> um, and other than that, yeah, I, I last week, last Monday, I got a um, an LA commercial agent. So that's oh, cool. that's my cool. Uh, yeah. That that's what happened with me um, last week. So the the search is on for theatrical one though, but um, but one step is is complete. Hey, commercials are still like honestly, commercials where the money's at. You know, sure. That's true. Especially right now during COVID where people ain't really going to the movies anyway. <laughs> right. I miss plays. I miss and, 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 and on TV, they're using like this. I heard, this is what I heard. On TV, they're using the same people. They're using like less and less people um, so that they don't have to bring as many people on set um, in terms of like the COVID guidelines, guidelines and stuff. Um, mm. I mean, Which that's... is unfortunate. It means like less jobs, but still, it means for the people who g- do get on set, it means more work for them. Mm-hmm. But it's also lessening the risk, which is, in the end, the best result. If anything, to lessen yeah. the spread is the best result. Thinking of the exactly. theater, I actually just left. I left the theater today. I went and saw Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, it was oh, dope. Nice. Uh, be on the lookout for a mini review coming to YouTube. I already filmed it. I just got to edit it. But um, I am. It was great. I had fun. Preview. Dying to see that. Uh, uh, it was really good. I love the action sequences. I think uh, Simu Lu does a great job playing the character. Um, in fact, everyone did a great job. Uh, it was neat to see Aquafina, uh, like kind of be more in a like because like she is the comic relief, but she also gets to do a little. A little more than just tell jokes in the movie. And uh, without spoiling too much, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so she was great. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I did, sorry if I mispronounced your name, but uh, Tony Leung, or, or Leung uh, who plays uh, the villain. He plays, quote unquote, the Mandarin, but he hasn't, he hasn't called that in the movie. Um, he's great. He's fantastic. I've never seen a cooler villain in Wait, a Marvel really movie in a long uh, time. Where, where is that from? Uh, what villain does he play? He plays the Mandarin. And where's the Mandarin uh, from? Originally, the Mandarin, I think, was from China because he was based off of the character Fu Manchu. Um, and it was, it was pretty racist, <laughs> like a racist depiction of uh, Fu Manchu in the comics. Uh, since then, they've kind of updated it to be less so, but even still you can't escape the fact of like the history of that character um in the movies the last time they used the mandarin was in iron man 3 and they had ben kingsley pretend to be the mandarin which pissed a lot of people off because who liked that character and they're like oh you got this like british dude (laughs) to play a, a traditionally chinese character uh but uh that wasn't actually the case it turned out to be like a joke because they didn't want to 
do the racist thing. But then people are like, yeah, but we actually want to see the Mandarin though. And so they're like, you know what? We'll fix it. And Shang-Chi, Mandarin. For real this time. And he'll be cool. And he is. It actually, they actually did a pretty great job. They, they, fit, I do think they put a lot more respect on it this time around. Um, and I respect by first of all not having him be called the Mandarin. That's the that's the first part. Um, but he's also like a really interesting character. It's not just he's just the Chinese villain. Uh, he has a lot of depth and uh, is a very interesting person. You kind of feel for him throughout the movie. So, uh, overall, it's, it was a great film. I really loved it. Uh, it's up there now as one of my favorite Marvel movies that I would love to rewatch again. Um, also, big shout out to Michelle Yeoh. Anything she's in, is it's always automatically good. So, <laughs> By the way, he just said in the comics. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> I was, trying, we're really, I was bingo trying really hard to get you there. <laughs> Uh, like you finally um, said it. I didn't even notice. I it, it's just a part of. It's, it's like a part saying, of it. "Hey" or "the" or "and." Yeah, it's just part of the vernacular at this point. I didn't even. I know. Yeah. Making... The, the the debate was uh, watching Candyman or watching Shang Chi because I want to watch both. Wanted to watch both, and I I was not disappointed choosing Shang Chi, but I still do want to see Candyman. Yeah, we gotta go because I'm trying to see I, it. I, I, I have my ticket for tomorrow at 11, 11 a.m. Saturday. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Why I was, are, you, are you watching a horror? I, I, like watching, like, I like watching early movies. <laughs> honestly, right now, just because of COVID, I watch the matinees because I'm just like, there's less people, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so much cheaper, point. too. That's, That's a good point, too. Um, um, but You know what? It's good, though, that we gonna... didn't go. Sorry. Sorry, Jonathan. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a delay on my end, so I apologize. Um, I was going to watch it in Candyman in Chicago, but the only time that was available was Monday before I was about to get on my flight. And I'm like, I'm not about to risk missing my flight to watch this movie. <laughs> if that was the case, I would resent the movie forever. So I, 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 I'm just going to watch it when I get back to Seattle. Um, when we you were- know what? That should be attraction in airports is a movie theater. That's actually a really good idea. No, because that people would off. think I have enough time. And that's how you end up getting more flights delayed. Okay, well, that's on them. Like, <laughs> it's not our fault. You assume, you, you, you're you bad at, like, managing your time. Look, like, you it's the same way when people works. arrive late at the airport and they're like, I missed my flight. Why didn't they hold the plane? Nobody cares about you. Uh, and then they still get angry. Like, it that's all, was also, our fault. That is true. People change gates. So it could be a thing of like, oh, I have time. And then in the middle of the movie, you don't know that your gates changed. So actually now it's like, you don't have the time you thought you had. Um, really right. quick with the Candyman, when we saw the movie old, and I'm gonna let her, uh, Jerome, when we saw a preview of the Candyman, Jerome told me, see, this is what happens when black people try to summon things. Exactly. And That's I told true. you, I'm like, cause it's coming up. It's gonna be in November 1st, uh, Day of the Dead. Mexicans. Mexicans summon things. We literally go to graveyards bringing food, flowers, and everything for people. So we summon shit. I mean, like, it's it's not a surprise that I'm like, yeah, let's go play with this. Well, I have a Ouija board on my wall. We're all cool with the dead. 
It's good we didn't go when we did, though, because I did ask Jasmine if she wanted to come, and Jasmine was like, I'm out of town, but I really wish I could go. So it's like, I'm, I'm sure she'll be happy to know we didn't go, and Jasmine, if you're listening to this, and you are available, we'll we'll hit you up and let you know We can get a, the spooky crew back together. Yeah. Minus Jonathan, because you, you left Jonathan, us. yeah. You left us. <laughs> That's all right, man. I really, now that I'm here, I really want to go to uh, Halloween Horror Nights because there's been so much like anti, apparently that's the thing to do around Halloween um, here and that it's really, cause they, they curate, it's at Universal and you know, we went to Universal um, when you guys came down here. Uh, but apparently they, they start working on their Halloween the day after Halloween the previous year. And they just they just create those. Um, oh, <laughs> Alex got the. What is that nightmare before Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, nice. I'm ready for Halloween. Uh, so September first. I went to a store. Children. Like, I'm, I'm ready for that. Um, but Al- Alex, is there anything in the past couple weeks that you've watched or viewed or read or anything that you want to share with us? So I got Paramount for the month because I wanted to binge watch a show. And I instead, probably. no, I wanted to try to, I didn't get a chance. I watched like two episodes and they were really good of uh, Why Women Kill. And I've been wanting to binge watch the two seasons, been trying to just sit down and just watch it. I have watched Fairly Odd Parents. That nice. is the uh, only thing I've been watching lately. And like, Baby Timmy turned so awful in the end. He was a terrible, terrible child. And like, they really just made, they like Can ruined you blame his character. him? He has the most unattentive parents ever. <laughs> I had unattentive parents. At least I, no, I didn't. Yeah, but your, your parents at least made parents. sure you probably, yeah, you, your parents probably made sure you were at least clothed and, and you know, That's were alive. Fair. My mother. Like, Timmy Turner's parents could care less. I, I'm I'm surprised half the time when they do acknowledge his existence. That's true. My mother made sure <laughs> I was clothed and had water. Um <laughs> and that I was at school that she was aware of most of the time. Um but I actually I also you guys Go ahead. Oh I, sorry, something about the fairly odd parents real quick. I remember you guys saying that in the later seasons they so i know so i remember when they had the baby or whatever i didn't watch those episodes but i just remember hearing about it and then i remember alex i think you had brought it up that they got rid of the baby somehow or the the baby just disappeared from the, the later episodes they didn't and i have watched the a baby video on that grow up they she he went to a magic school with other fairy or magical children, but they were children. He was still a baby. So that was always a little weird. Okay. There was a disconnect. Yeah, it's like that. You could have aged I think they just got, they didn't have, know what else to do with that character. Because um, Poof was yeah. around for a while and then they just like didn't know what else to do with, with Poof. So. Right, right. The video I was watching, they said they, um, they they got the baby and then they didn't know what to do with the baby so they brought in a dog a magic dog um in the later episodes as well 
but the dog was even more hated than the baby. So that led to like, I don't, I don't know what happened after that, but it, it was just a mess. It became one of those Nickelodeon those shows. couple characters. Where it just, it ran its course. Like it's, it ran way past longer than it should have, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I think they were just trying to hold on. But like I said, at a certain point, he just got really terrible and it wasn't any really fun to watch anymore. I was just like, you're, you're, something's wrong with you. Um, but they got rid of the baby because I don't know what happened to the dog because the dog was after I stopped watching it. And then apparently some little blonde girl moved next door to him and then he ha- he shared his fairly... Those episodes I have seen recently-ish. They were on YouTube when I watched them and I was so confused. It was just for they one share- season. There's a f- It becomes a plot point where there's apparently a fairy shortage. So they have to share, fair, like some kids yeah, are gonna have to share so. their fairies with other kids. And again, it's like, but, all right, now y'all just grasping at straws but, and plot But points. what the <laughs> weird thing was about that, it was that they were still more loyal to Timmy than to her. Like they were, they didn't like try to be like her fairies too. It was like, it was his fairies and then she was like aware of it. That's the kind of vibe that show had. Like, we don't really care about you and we'll let you die. But, like, we're more worried about Timmy. So, that's the kind of vibe it had. That it's like she. It, that's what I originally thought it was that um, they just knew about her, the fairies. And I was like, this is weird. And then I found out it was sh- fairy shortage. So, but yeah, that's what I've been watching recently. Um, I did go to Barnes and Nobles, which was fun. I haven't been there in like forever and got some books. I got City of Brass, which is a fantasy book. I haven't read it yet, I, so I don't know entirely what it's about, but it's a apparently a good, pretty good fantasy book. I'm on the book side of TikTok, book talk. I hate that they call it book that, time. but I, yeah, but I'm on there and- Just like book two. It's so funny. Oh yeah. Um, but then like you go into like Barnes and Nobles and they literally have a table saying book talk it's all the books you've seen on on tiktok so i was like i don't like that but at the same time it made things way easier to find for me because right now that's all (laughs) i'm either tiktok reading or you know drawing stuff and it's like all right this actually i didn't have to go through every aisle being like where's the fantasy where's this where that this is like this is the most popular on tiktok damn it that is the book i want and i actually recognized (laughs) almost all of them so it kind of made me feel good too i was like oh you're in a giant, you know. I also got to do book of the month again. I got to start up on that. Yeah. So what I'm book did you get? Or books? Um, I actually got the book I've been wanting for a while. Uh, the Hail, Hail, Hail Mary by oh, Andy uh, Project Wire. Project Hail Mary. Yeah, Project Hail Mary. Andy Wire. I've spoken about him before. He's like one of my favorite authors now, and I've I've even gotten to email him a little bit. Very nice man. Um, and I really like his books a lot. All of them have been set in like outer space, which I love. And then, of course, it's part of my. It, he wrote The Martian, which is one of my favorite movies, two favorite books as well. Um, so I'm really excited. And I also got Practical Magic, which is the book that the movie Practical Magic was based off of, which I love that movie growing up. That was one of my favorite movies, of course. 
Um, big surprise. Uh, so I'm excited to read the book and get to see because there's always the details that you know they left out or a scene that could have been could have been more significant to you know the story but they didn't have enough time they didn't have the characters for it so i'm excited to see the like missing pieces of that story and like where it can take me and you know and also in books they can go a little like the movie was great and it did go dark especially with uh her her boyfriend getting murdered by or them killing her boyfriend but anyway i'm excited to see kind of the dark mentality of it because that movie was actually kind of dark if you think about it um so i'm excited to see how much darker in books it got because in books things always get way more darker and you're never really prepared for them you're like oh yeah okay they went there all right let's let's keep going let's see what happens um so i'm excited to pick up reading again because um getting back on like book talk it was it's something that's been rekindled in me and which is really nice i've missed reading i feel like i haven't done that a lot anymore and then you know getting back to getting books physically in my hand was felt really nice other than reading stuff you know short stories on my phone although they're great and you know reading from different sites um I gotta look on my phone and see what apps I use. But reading short stories from, you know, not well-known writers are really great too. You get to see the creativity of people and you get to know, you know, the different layers of like other people's minds. Um, I will say when you're reading an unedited work or not an unedited work, but a work of somebody who is an unknown writer and, you know, very small, you don't realize it but you're actually really taking a peek into their mind and sometimes it gets a little weird sirens right out my window and you realize you can like pick up personality details way too well and i don't know if that's i'm i'm sure that's not just me but like when it comes to books that have like a very romantic and spicy topic they all get way too personal in those details and i know a little too much about your your type of flavor that you like so that's all I'm saying. If you write books, when you're writing spicy parts... Not flavor. Yeah, well, the type of flavor they like. Uh, just remember, for all writers, if you're writing a spicy book, we can kind of tell what you get into. If you go into too much detail on something, we know. We know. Uh, but that's my life right now. Uh, what's good? Other than that, books, uh, my job sucks. And... Chatter is a great cuddle buddy. That's my life right now. And I'm ready for Halloween. I've already been going to like stores and buying up Halloween stuff. I'm that person. I'm absolutely that person. The moment a, a moment a leaf falls on the ground, I am pulling out pumpkins and I am finding scarves and Halloween stuff. Um, Cheddar is more skittish than Snowball. I don't think he'll let me dress him up, but I'm going to try. He's going to cut me, but I'm going to try. I'll cut you. I'll cut you. He'll cut me. He has. I have like <laughs> the scars to prove it now. But I he's getting a costume. Him just like as soon as you pull out the costume, he's just like, "Hey, I'll cut you." All right. Don't 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 think it. Don't think it's a game. All right. I'm gangsta out here. I put a harness on him. It's that thing of like it's it's that thing of like. <laughs> um, I think I told you guys about it. Where it's like, um, that meme where it says, "What if." At one point, your dog or cat just said, go ahead and tell them. They'll never believe you. 
and they just never said a word again. <laughs> I've seen those like videos where people where they're like the cats are clearly speaking English, and it freaks me out because they're like <laughs> one cat was like, "Are you coming?" and he like pops out from the door. He's like, "What did you see?" and the cat's like, "Meow." I was like, "No, that <laughs> motherfucker just spoke." He just spoke, or that cute one that went really viral. It's a uh, oh good lord, what's going on out there? Hey, listen, um, someone burning down the house, or a cat done cut somebody. <laughs> the cat cut somebody. Out. Um, there's a cat that well, said, well, Gibson, sounds like it's some... meows. Remember, remember that one time that that he meow? You were like, did he just meow? Oh yeah, because and, and it's not an it's it's not an actual meow, but when he like is playing with his toys and he wants me to join in, he'll be like, mm, and he'll make that kind of noise. Yeah, it's that one of like cats are like, mm, why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah, it's that same thing. Gibson bit me a lot, but then I kept messing with him. I uh, I miss Gibson. He's so um, adorable. Yeah. But what's, Johnson, did you have anything you wanted to say? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to put I in do. your final words? Um, so I, uh, I think this was two Saturdays ago. I watched, and I told you guys about this, but I watched Don't Breathe too. Yes. And the night before that, yes, the night before that I watched the first one, I had seen it before, but I remembered barely anything about it. I don't see so how I you could it. remember barely anything about it. I'll never forget that. <laughs> forget that movie. Thanks to that ridiculous, oh, we're not ridiculous. Ridiculous in the sense that like it it floored me. That twist of Don't Breathe 1. I was just like, I'll never forget this. I ain't never seen a movie where this, <laughs> this, this has a twist. Jesus. <laughs> Well, I actually, so the second one, I actually enjoyed it probably more than the first one. Um, it was different in that there were more horror elements, I feel like. The first one was more suspense with a tinge of horror. I feel like the second one was mostly horror with a tinge of suspense and thriller. And... I enjoy. I had a good time watching it. I I really did. I don't know how comfortable Fair. I am watching a movie in which they try to make the rapist a good guy. <laughs> like, just be like, no, don't, don't worry about that. Why you like the, the where the where the director is yeah, basically fair. looking you in the face and being like, why are you bringing up that old stuff? Like, like <laughs> that I mean, was a whole fair. movie ago. He's different now. Uh, did you watch a review on it and that's what the, the that's what they said in the review <laughs> no that's just how i felt when they were like don't breathe too and i was like oh is it like the uh, the the blind man's like still the villain it's like nah this time the blind man's cutting loose and he fitting to the, kill all these people i'm like i don't i i like don't breathe one because the blind man is like an unassuming man until you find out how deadly he really is but i like him as the villain I don't want this character to be the hero the, of the story. So I mean, that's like fair. So I, I, I say what that it is. It is fair, but in the second one, I won't reveal anything. But there is a little bit. There, it's n not everything is as it seems in this one. So it's 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 a bit of it's a bit of like the first one where it's like, oh. They're breaking into this old man's house. How poor of him. How, this old blind man's house. How poor of him. Oh, he's he's uh, a bad man. So they 
yeah, it, it, he's he's a bad guy. And in the second one, it's kind of like that as well, where there's like a twist. Not to give anything away, but it is it is kind of it 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 kind of follows that first movie formula where there is a twist pretty early on in the movie that you find out about. I will say how like I remember watching the first one and all I could think was these are really really terrible criminals. I never thought they were that bad. I was like, yeah, they're robbing a blind they, dude no, and they're I breaking mean, they into like, a house. They make but- a at the beginning, yeah. they make quite a bit of noise. Oh, you mean they're terrible in that they're not good They're terrible good in that they're bad like, criminals. They're terrible at what they're doing. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Now, criminal's a good person. If you're breaking into a person's home in No, general, no, no. I'm not saying they're good people. I'm just saying I, I thought you meant they're terrible uh, in that they're like No, they awful need to. People. Like, no, no, they're just bad at what they do. <laughs> no, they're bad at, they're, they're bad at their job. Well, they were, in the first one, they were just trying to rob the old man. They were going to be done with robbery after the old man because he had all the money so they were like we're just going to get this money and then we're never going to rob again that's every criminal story is like one big score and then we're out the game and then it's always after that it's like alright but look though like there's this other big score it's like did you say we was out the game alright I know what I said but listen why you bringing up that old stuff though this is a new thing now you know what <laughs> they should take some of that money and just like, take a class on investing <laughs> Because honestly, that's a good chunk of the problem. Like, I know society keeps poor people poor. Not saying that. But like, you can move up a little bit. You don't have to be living here. Because my mama did it with multiple children. And she was able to like move up a little bit more. Get us to the suburbs. I quickly, when I was able to be an adult, I moved back to the city. Because I made the suburbs. They're too quiet. Um, But like. Agreed. Just like investing, maybe a baby savings account. Acorn, they take out like they round up your money and take out that few cents. It's like something. Acorn. Look, I'm that's, just saying. That's the plans now in the modern. It's just like, Acorn film. It's like, look, we're gonna steal all this money from this casino and then we're hitting Acorn, right? That's the plan. That's everybody knows that. <laughs> either that or Robin Hood. Like these are the two we're going with. These are our options. No, Robin Hood will screw you over. <laughs> um. But, but you know, acorn. Yeah. I have fidelity. I have. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, um, I swear I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Stuff. By the way, I feel like the wait, way wait, wait, I just wait, wait, said wait, wait, that, wait. adding "I invest" right afterwards. No, I am not a criminal. By the way, all my money was made legitimately. Uh, the, I swear the, this the is the trending topics gonna... episode, y'all. But real quick, Jonathan has one it last is. thing. The, Go other, ahead. <laughs> the other thing that I was going to mention real fast, and this is this is a trending, sh- or these are trending shows, I guess. Um, but I feel like Hulu's really killing it with the, their originals lately. I am appreciating the Hulu originals. Um, I watched, watched, I only watched the first episode of uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, and I enjoyed that. I need to binge the rest of them, even though they're only on episode six, I think, at this point. Uh, and then also only murders in the building. Which yes, I was going to mention I watched, that. Yes, I watched the first three episodes. Did you Did you watch the first three? I've only watched the first two. I'm, I was actually going to watch the third one tonight. Like when I get into bed, get all cozy, I was going to watch it. <laughs> I didn't expect Selena. Hold on, Selena Gomez, Selena Steve Gomez. Martin, Steve Martin, Steve and Martin. Martin Short to be so good together. Those three. I wasn't prepared for that dynamic 
to work so well. I maybe w- Steve Martin because I feel like he can really work with anybody. The long mm-hmm. career, but like I didn't expect all three of them to just be such good chemistry. I don't. The writing's good. The acting's good. I didn't ever feel like anything was like ah they didn't have to do it this way or this. And I know it's only the first two episodes, but usually I really hate the beginning of seasons of shows. Like, a lot of times I won't get into a show. I'll, like, have to skip almost half the first season. And I understand that's where they build the characters. That's where they tell you who they are. Yeah, I, I don't care about your sad backstory. But this is actually really good. And I get into it. And I, I like it a lot. Uh, Martin Sheen. Or what's his name? Martin, what's his name? Yeah, Martin, Martin Short. Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. I'm sorry, Martin Short. I, I uh, Martin Short is hilarious. I laugh every time he's on screen. He he kills me. He has such a positive um, and good energy. He does. Uh, Jerome, would you like to introduce our trending topics episode? I, just, I don't know. We're at 30 minutes at this point. No. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, yeah, we're doing trending topics, y'all. Uh, last time we did this was in February. It's been a minute. Um, not as many movie stuff to talk about this time around, but we, we got some stuff on here. Um, first thing on the docket, uh, you know, uh, I feel like it's this is really interesting because I feel like this is like fate a little bit. Because last time we did a trending topics episode, we were talking about um, one Mr. Kanye West and his divorce from his uh, now ex-wife uh, Kim Kardashian. And this time on <laughs> on trending topics on this featured episode, uh, we're talking about Kanye West, but in a good light. He released his album after multiple delays. <laughs> And a couple different listening events. He's released finally. Uh, I I don't. I was gonna say the number of album this was, but I can't remember how many albums he's put out at this point. Regardless, Donda, the album uh, named after uh, his mother, who uh, passed away. I want to say like a good like over a decade ago now. Um, is out. It was released on August 29th, according to Kanye. Against His Wishes by Universal. (laughs) Um, And uh, ever since that release, it's been nothing but controversy. Um, Mind you, nothing major, uh, but just minor stuff. Uh, The first of which and the biggest of which being that uh, the album itself... uh, First of all, I have listened to the album. I think it's pretty good. I think it's okay. Um, It's not a Kanye classic like a college dropout or anything, in my opinion. But there are some good songs on there. It's got a nice gospel vibe at times and some great features here and there. Um, But anyway, uh, the first major controversy is uh, that uh, he does have a song on there called Jail Part 2. This song features DaBaby and Marilyn Manson, two people of which who are in a lot of hot water right now, DaBaby for some homophobic remarks he made uh, way back uh, during one of his performances, and Marilyn Manson, who currently is has a lot of allegations of sexual uh, sexual grooming and abuse uh, from minors. not only yeah well not against minors but against uh, his exes 
like Evan Rachel Wood is one, and then some other women as well, who I believe, or it may they may have been minors at the time. A couple are minors. Oh, um, they were the seventeen eighteen deal going on. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Um, so that's the thing. Also, Soldier Boy and Chris Brown have an issue with Kanye West because apparently they recorded some material for the album that, ha- uh, if you listen to it currently in its current form, they're not on it. Uh, however, they were on it during the first listening event that Kanye did of the album that he did with just his celebrity friends. So there is proof that they they were on the project at one point. And it is a bit weird that he draws the line at Chris Brown, but doesn't draw the line with the baby or Marilyn Manson. I don't know what that's about. Um, and then also the fact that Universal, according to Kanye, Universal released the album against his wishes. He did not wish for the album to come out August 29th. Um, that Sunday morning, they released it without his consent. Um, that's this like that one is a little more hearsay. Universal hasn't responded back to say if that's true or not, or if they did do that. His manager did announce it, so I don't know if that's entirely true because his manager was the first one to be like, hey, the album's out, go listen to it. Anyway, that's the news on the Donda album. It's a lot to unpack. Uh, what um, do you guys think about this news? 2020 Kanye. It depends on when he says didn't agree to release it because if it was any time during that year or the beginning of 2021 he had a heavy irrational attitude nicely put it um so he can't really he could have been like oh yeah send it all out just get rid of it or like you know so like there's a big problem in what he Taking anything Kanye says as any form of truth, honestly, after everything he said and everything he's done, um, mm. especially if his manager went ahead and announced it, then he needs to take that up with his manager, too, because the manager was apparently in on it. That's something completely um, he needs to, I think there's a spider moment, he needs to look at. <laughs> also, like... Maybe that's a Halloween decoration. I will throw my shoe at it. It does not belong in here. Um, I think I want to get a Venus flytrap, one of those small plants, and start feeding like the spiders from. Do they eat spiders, or do they eat mainly just like? I think flying? so. I should look into that. Back to the topic at hand. Um, I don't know. I mean, they I, eat your finger if you put your finger in there. That's true. They, well, they just like kind of close it. Um, right. I wouldn't honestly. One, I don't like Kanye's music. It it I I can't connect with it. I don't enjoy it. I don't think he's as talented as people think he is. Um, especially with his newer stuff, I feel like he's trying with the gospel stuff a little too hard. After like, and honestly, after everything he's done, I really feel like it's not really in the right either. But then again, he also went with kind of like almost a born again Christian style thing again. But anyway, I just don't enjoy his music, and I think just after everything he's done, he's kind of been on the controversial page high up as well, and having to be like, how dare you, all this stuff, how many people are actually going to defend him at a certain point? 
And like, as for like Chris Brown, I didn't know he was still doing music. I've heard nothing from him. <laughs> and I did see that tweet from Soldier Boy, but I thought that was also fair when I saw one. He's like, dude, after everything you've done, go apologize to Taylor Swift and then we'll talk about your shit. Apparently, him and like, Taylor are cool now. That's what they've said. I don't know if that's true. I think they have to be in a music world. Because you can't have certain beef with certain celebrities. Like, even technically Rihanna and Beyonce are cool, but it's like, we all know what happened there. But it's just because they are such major celebrities, They, I feel like they can't. Wait, what did happen there with Rihanna and Beyonce? I vaguely remember hearing something uh, about them. There was but rumors. I don't know if it, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to just say rumors that Rihanna slept with Jay-Z. Um, yeah. If it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, it is rumors. Um, nothing, of course, was confirmed. And nor should it be. That is a private, personal matter. But of course, people expose far too much. Um, so I think you have to be really careful when you're like listening to the, like the rumors of that world. And I think same with him. And just, I just hope he's getting therapy and proper medication. Because that's what he needs. I don't know. I mean, he spent, like he, like he was supposed to release the album and then when he didn't release the album he basically bought out all of the, the chicago uh soldier stadium to finish recording it built a house in it and then had the listening event there uh recently like last week where he also brought out kim kardashian and they like redid their nuptials but as like a stage thing it's not that they're getting back together it was just like to be thematic with the album so I don't know if he's getting the help he needs <laughs> or not. It does not sound like it, no. Um, who knows? I think uh, at this point, it's not even really about his music anymore. Nobody, like, people will let you know, yeah, have you heard his new album? How are you doing about, like, all this? Other? It's always going back to, like, all this other stuff. I mean, is anybody actually talking about the music on the album? Are they talking about the fact that it's finally released? What's going on with Universal? What's going on in his private life? Who's he having beef with now? Is anybody actually talking about the actual music lyrics or it's, the story that the album... I don't know if it's a story on the album. It's a shotgun style or, uh, effect where it's just like they're talking about both. Like People have been talking about the album's music. Other people have been talking about his beef with Drake that he started while making the album. Other people have been talking about... Some of the controversy with the baby and Marilyn Manson, so it's like it's kind of a uh, all over the place right now. I think people need to take us off their attention off him. You know what they say: all publicity is good publicity. Jonathan, what do you think? You just said what you thought. Well, that that's a general thought. That's but. that's that's the extent of what I think. Yeah, okay, <laughs> basically that's the extent of what I think. So, I would say as a I don't really have much of a stake in this in this. So, as a as a fellow Christian uh, man, <laughs> um, uh, I would say I don't have it, like I I don't know. Wait wait wait. Let's not let's not have Kanye as the figurehead. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm just saying, because if he, like, listen, as a as a person who's met okay. many people, met, like, you know, on a religious note, as a person who's met many a people on a different, on multiple points in their religious journey, 
whether that be through Christianity, you know, Islam, whatever it is. I I can't like if he says he's following the Christian like or Christian or that he's just Christian in general and that's you know the faith he's um which he's always made like kind of uh, Christian esque esque music since the Jesus Walks days that which is one of like his first hits off his first album so it's not like this is new um but if that's what he's saying he's he's like you know going with the Christian faith I'm gonna take his word on that but at the same time. I based off his music and the things he's done in the public, I will say I do think the man needs to take some time off from doing music to get to to work on that part of himself because it's not easy to do when you have like a thousand people in your ear telling you all these things and you know I mean it's hard uh, to do. I, I I just thought of something funny and I I think it's insulting a little bit. Uh, but technically, we all make up Kanye West. Uh, going off uh, Jonathan alone, you are a black man. Uh, Jerome, you are a Christian man. And I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I'm bipolar. So taking a look at all three of us, we know who's at the wheel of Kanye right now. This one. <laughs> I just and I get what I you're just, saying, yeah. Jerome, but like, out of like all the persons that that make hit make him up, uh, the one that's more up front, I know he probably wishes the other parts of him were more pronounced right now, but the one that's up front is clearly the mentally ill one. So, I mean, I'm just yeah, like saying based off the themes of the album. It seems like because he he made a decree in 2019 that he's only going to be making gospel albums. I say that in air quotes because the album that released after that was Jesus is King, which is barely a gospel album. It just has gospel sounding themes in it. And this one's the same way um, where it's like it's a lot of gospel sounding themes, but I wouldn't consider this a gospel album. Um, but I made a decree you know, to stop drinking so many energy drinks <laughs> but you know like who knows we'll see where he goes from here uh, as far as the 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 baby and Marilyn Manson thing this is like I think it's a thing where it kind of is a smack in the face to what the themes of this album are supposed to be um and is once again Kanye in just, general how are you gonna have Marilyn Manson his style of music on anything gospel apparently he just it did was- like production stuff he didn't actually like oh, sing okay. or, or anything i thought like i was that. like wait a wait a minute if i recall his music <laughs> no um, um what's, but what's i another, mean what's you know. another topic i think yeah uh moving on uh the newest hotness on tiktok you were mentioning tiktok earlier is uh now uh something that has been referred to as the milk crate challenge uh, for those who don't know what that is it's stacking up a series of milk crates making like a stairway and the challenge is going both up one side and down the other. I have yet to see anyone successfully do it without possibly rupturing their spine, falling off a tall stack of milk crates. And my favorite thing is I do like that there have been some people who have gone all conspiracy brother on it because, you know, most people doing the milk crate challenge are of the African-American persuasion. So there's some people who theorize that the government is supplying 
these are making it easy for black people to get these milk crates because they want you to hurt yourself and or kill yourself climbing up these milk crates. It's a conspiracy. You gotta you gotta be seeing all the signs going on. <laughs> they could just make their products easier. Did you say conspiracy, brother? Yes, conspiracy going conspiracy, brother, on all of the <laughs> on the whole thing. So so my thoughts on this one, <laughs> I have seen a few people successfully complete the milk crate challenge, including You lie. Uh, the Seahawks mascot. Were you about to say that? Oh, did you say that? Hello? I said you lie. Oh, sorry. Why am I? I, can... <laughs> I have. I swear. Um, I saw someone, a guy, roll roll up a blunt. And when he got to the top, he rolled up the blunt and then walked down and successfully completed the challenge. And on the Seahawks page, the Seahawks mascot, he successfully did it. See, that's part of the conspiracy. Um, of the comments... Those black people aren't really black. They're just like, I don't know, aliens or something. That's how they come they can accomplish it. So they can fool people and give them false hope. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying the Seahawks mascot is black? Anyway, um, so. <laughs> it might be a black man under that suit. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> who knows? Um, secondly, uh, it seems like, so this started, I want to say, like two weeks ago. The milk crate. The, the the first video I saw of the milk crate challenge was like two weeks ago. That's also when I saw the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and so on. It's like I automatically just saw. It wasn't like a slow like challenge that you, you know you know you got the ball rolling. All of a sudden, I just saw an influx of these videos, and I'm like, how did people one have the time to first think of the idea? get the challenge rolling, tell other people, get it spread on social media, and the other people who are filming the videos for this challenge, they are able to get all these milk crates and film themselves themselves doing it in enough time before I have even heard of the dang challenge. How did all of these videos come up before I had a chance to even catch on to the challenge? And then all of a sudden it just stopped. Like. I hadn't I, I haven't seen a new milk crate milk crate challenge video in like a week and a half. And it's so weird. It's so weird to me how all of a sudden you just saw these influx of videos of milk crate challenge videos, people walking up the the, the milk crates, busting their ass, and then going to the hospital. And then it it was so odd to me. I, I did not understand how all of a sudden we just saw this these influx of videos. I got your answer. It's and a conspiracy, it brother. All right, wake up and smell the coffee. All right, did it? Okay, no, wait. I will say, I will say, with the Bill Crate Challenge, I feel like it's a little bit racist. What I'm going to say, because you're right, it is mainly black people doing it. Um, <laughs> but the black people doing it, you can clearly tell they're from lower resident areas, so they probably mm -hmm. already had those milk crates. <laughs> They've already got it. They're using it. I used to use milk crates as like furniture. All right, so they had it, they found it, then there are places and they're like, let's do something with this. Uh, as for it coming up I, out I, of I, freaking nowhere, I don't know. I saw Snoop Dogg reposting it and I saw him repost one video, one day. And then the next day, it's just all over my feed on Instagram. All of a sudden people are, you know, you're right, you're busting ass. They like get to the top and they always just come down. Sometimes they don't even make it to the top. Sometimes they make it halfway and then slip and snap their spine in half falling on 
<laughs> on the following milk crate. Did you see? I, I don't know if you saw the video of the old one, but there's a great Instagram page called Embracing Black Culture that I follow. Is and they have the best. I'm sorry. Is the milk crate challenge sorry, what? good for embracing black culture? Is that something no, they, they literally do? said under their caption? They under their caption they they're like we, y'all. We usually don't post about this kind of stuff. This will be the first and last time we are posting about the milk crate challenge. Because it's they, too they, ignorant. They posted to the post. memes that people. <laughs> right. They 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 posted them. They more so posted the memes of people uh, clowning on the people who were doing it rather than the actual videos of the milk crate challenge but um there was this one old man who did it and when he fell he landed on his back so he was kind of like this and then somebody somebody drew an alien spaceship beaming him up when he <laughs> when he was landing like this. i've seen that one where he just landed <laughs> flat on his back and i'm just like my here's my thing though i will give you credit this time uh most of these challenges aren't challenging all right, most of them are, I hate to say it, most of the challenges, at least the ones I see on TikTok, are, hey, I'm a hot, you know, teenage girl. Allow me to wear skimpy clothing. And it's just, and that's the challenge. And it's just like, I was just talking okay. about being a book talk. What what TikTok are you on? What type Listen, of talk are you okay. on? Jerome. <laughs> I see a lot of 20-year-old women who look good on TikTok sometimes. Okay, so no, maybe it's the, it is. I'm just saying, maybe milk the reason, right, maybe the reason you're not finding an interesting challenge is because what's on your face? But listen, they call it, they call it a challenge. Saying, the bucket your, challenge. If that's the, the challenge the, you're the going big with. The challenge. All of these. This is the first one I've actually seen where I'm like, all right, that's actually challenging. Like, there is risk in this. <laughs> <laughs> you could possibly hurt yourself. At worst, at least paralyze your legs. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm impressed uh, that y'all actually developed a challenge for once. And it's not a lie to say that, to describe Would it. Would you as guys such. do the challenge as black No. <laughs> I enjoy my life too much. <laughs> do you though? <laughs> First of all, this challenge ain't called the Black Milk Crate Challenge, Alex. This is called. I have the not milk seen a Latin person. Or a white person, person for that matter. I, I did see a guy who looked like he. I did see a guy who looked like he was Mexican, and he fell the hardest that I saw of anybody. I love that this is where white people draw the line. They'll do anything else in black culture, but this, this is where it's just like, nah, we're I'm good. Sure, there's some white woman in like the box dreads trying to do the challenge, wearing like. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that one <laughs> trying to do the challenge doing that weird uh catch me outside girl voice <laughs> am i wrong can you not envision her probably doing that um i don't know like i said i don't believe you but at the same time we were talking about this earlier about the mcdonald's ice cream machine not a, how it's always broken and and I was like, I've never experienced that in my life. So maybe that's your like magical thing. You can see other races doing trends that tend to either be white people doing it or black people doing it. I will send you the video, Alex. I have okay. YouTube, okay? Is he Mexican or does he look Mexican? You just assuming because he's brown. No, he looks <laughs> not. Okay, his, 
not necessarily Mexican, but Hispanic. I just assumed Mexican because Mexico is the closest Latin country to us. But and that's mainly what's here, but, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, what I was gonna say is that um, that leads us to our next story in the ice cream machine, Jerome. Yeah. But I'll send you the video. Okay, fine. I'll send you the video. You tell me what race he is, Alex. Um, yeah, is so, uh, milk crate challenge uh, discussion over. Uh, moving on, we're going to go into the conspiracy of what is going on with these McFlurry machines at McDonald's. Uh, many a people have had this issue of their McFlurry machine not working, and uh, dang it, the United States Federal Trade Commission is going to get to the bottom of it. They have officially launched an investigation. <laughs> Uh, to find Wait, we have out. to take a pause. I typed what <laughs> in YouTube. So on YouTube, literally the when I type in uh, milk crate challenge, one of the first videos that pops up is Mexican milk crate challenge, and it's the guy that I saw. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I'm gonna send this to you, Alex. Okay, so you're, you're, go ahead, send it to me. But just because YouTube says it doesn't mean they may be it. I mean, in all fairness, white people tend to just call everything Mexican too. Oh my God, really quick, before we go into how terrible McDonald's ice cream machines are. Uh, today, because uh, we were, it was just a few of us at work, it was really stressful, but one um, nurse was ordering tacos from this place. And they're like, oh, do you want any? And I was like, oh, let me look at the menu. First thing I see is tacos with pineapple in them. And I got so Ew. angry. I was like, no, no. Everybody's ordering. And they're like, why aren't you ordering? Oh, it's tacos, blah, blah. I'm like, because I'm done with white Mexican food. I am so tired of like <laughs> the Americanized taco. And like the guy I work with, who is also Mexican, but like, there's still a cultural difference between us because I'm I'm first generation American. Both my parents do come from Mexico. Um, even though my mom was born in America, she grew up in Mexico. He's like multiple generations down. And he's like, that's Mexican. I'm like, no, dude, it is not. I don't know why you're trying to insult your own people. Stop that. He's like, but is I'm like, if anything, it is created on those like coastal towns, those tourist towns, because for some reason, Americans like putting pineapple on stuff. And I don't know why. They need to stop it. Leave the pineapple alone. It's good on its own. Okay, and I'm like, of, that's right. I will not have this discussion with you about pizza again. I will start no, something with you. Pineapple isn't. Okay. A lot of island, like a lot of Caribbean and island cultures put pineapple on stuff. Like, have you ever had, um, have you right. ever had like, or, or even. Or even like um, pineapple fried rice, or pineapple on like a teriyaki burger, or I will I will on... I will give you pineapple on like when it's from an island, yes, but they put it on like appropriate stuff. A taco is not an appropriate place for a pineapple. Pizza I'm not is lie. not an that appropriate is where I draw the line. I wouldn't have it on a taco. Exactly, and Mexico is not co is not a a Pacific island. So if you have tacos or you have pineapple in mexico that is very much imported 
very much important. It's totally created for tourists. And I'm just saying, and he's like, damn it, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you need to don't insult Mexicans like that again with your pineapple on tacos. But like, why? Why is this a thing? It was like when they put bacon on everything, and I'm very tired of bacon on everything. Don't need heart disease on everything. Listen. But that is my rant of the Half moment. of America's big bodied for a reason, okay? <laughs> it is what I'm it is. That, but it's not because of bacon. I don't blame bacon. I don't you can get there are other ways to get fat, and I'm a prime example of that. No bacon needed. Anyway, uh the Taylor Commercial Food Service LLC. I'm reading this from Complex.com, by the way. If you want to look up the news story, Taylor Commercial Food Service, uh, the company that makes the McFlurry machines, has been accused of creating a device that is not only prone to breaking down but also extremely difficult to fix. A lawsuit filed against Taylor earlier this year alleges the company runs a repair racket and profits off the costly repairs. However, a representative from Taylor insists that this isn't the case. Um. Regardless of if it is or is not, uh, the FTC is going to find out. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're under investigation. So uh, that is where this news story is at so far. Nothing has been come up yet. Uh, I wonder uh, who like, because I feel like you have to request an investigation for that. Was it McDonald's? Was it one customer who just finally had enough and was like, you know what? I'm reporting this. You know what? Apparently, it was the Wall Street Journal. It says the Wall Street Journal, or uh, they report that the FTC, or sorry, they broke the news story, is they report that the FTC sent letters to McDonald's franchisees earlier this summer and questioned how often owners are allowed to work on the machines without the help of the manufacturer. And news of the FTC probe, which is described as preliminary, comes months after President Joe Biden signed a a right to repair executive order, which took aim at manufacturers that impose limits on independent or DIY device repairs. So it sounds like the FTC was so just this, trying to check so on some is, stuff and they found like some discrepancies that they're like, ah, this don't add up. Something ain't right. Well, well, it sounds like this might've also happened too. It sounds like there was a journalist for the wall street journal who had a very long day and went up to McDonald's and was like, oh, I can't wait to just get my McFlurry. Like, it's been a long day. I can't deal with all this po- these politics and these news stories and stuff. I'm going to get my McFlurry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, our ice cream machine is broken. Um, yeah, we, we don't have any ice cream. Man, I'm about to write a news story about this. All right, let me, <laughs> let me round up the gang. Okay, we about to bust them. We about to shut them down. Send the reporters, all our Wall Street good journalists, down to McDonald's. We can bust them. We can make sure that this never happens again. Actually, this sounds more so, like and I don't blame them. And this sounds I, more like the one Wall Street person who, like, on the Wall Street Journal, who doesn't get good stories, and so they're like, they they've decided to make this the the hill they're gonna die on, <laughs> and be like, you know, no, there's a conspiracy going on. You gotta let me run with this on this one. All right, I'm sure there's some deeper stuff going on. And now, like, cut to. Two years from now, there's going to be a documentary about the conspiracy that was what was going on with the McFlurry machines. <laughs> Hitting HBO Max. I miss... See, I miss when conspiracies were like this. And it didn't <laughs> end with people taking de-war- horse dewarmers. Um, and I think that's also another reason the milk cake 
challenge ended so quickly is because they would people were taking medication for horses and that's like okay that's something we need to that's something more ridiculous yeah look it up man look it up dewarming medication for horses people were taking that and so i'm gonna say about it um there's also other stuff the wall street journal should have been covering for that but that's also like now they're exposing this like major corporation for making shoddy equipments like what if they make medical equipment what if they make like i don't know baby safety gear i don't want any company next thing you know it's like why is my baby not alive oh sorry baby service machine broke so i don't know what you want me to do the baby oh (laughs) so my sister's house they have child proof locks because the dogs can open doors winnie can the big samoyed she can like push it i couldn't figure it out I couldn't figure out how to open the freaking door for a second. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to unlock it. And I was like, you know, respect to that company. Because they they got it. They they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Admittedly, thinking about it now, I don't think I've ever... But I don't get McFlurries often. So that's why I've never had the McFlurry thing of like, oh, the, the ice cream machine's broken. However, I have had... There was a time where I boycotted uh, Burger King for like three months. Because uh, I came over and lit- verbatim, their words to me were, I came in uh, to Burger King, mouth fit, ready to, to uh, munch on a Whopper. And he said to me, in uh, no, no cap, just in quotes, the burger machines broke. Of the burger machine? You mean the grill? Like, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Also, what do you mean the burger machine? You are Burger King. You only are supposed, like, your your mandatory one thing to sell is burgers. And you're telling me you don't have none to sell me right now? Maybe he was a burger machine and he was having a rough day. Nah, all right? I had to eat a chicken sandwich at Burger King because they didn't have no burgers. That'd be like pulling up to the gas station and they tell you, yeah, we don't have gas. That's the one thing you do have. You're supposed to have. That does happen. Yeah, that actually that does happen. I, by, I know it does, and it's that's, yeah, that's bull by, too. <laughs> to be honest, their chicken sandwiches are good at Burger King. That's like the only thing I get from there. Yeah, I only get the spicy chicken sandwiches. But to be <laughs> to be fair, they should have burgers. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was like I'm gonna burn that Burger King down like, I'm tired that. of explaining why we're not having burgers or out of meat something happened fr- freezer broke he's like I want to go McDonald's style so nobody ever gets like questioned at McDonald's for the ice cream machine ice cream machine's broken damn it fine whatever that's because burger the ice machine cream machine <laughs> it's become well known now the ice cream, ice cream machine's broke no burger place should have they burger machine but quote did you unquote, ask broken. him what that meant though did you ask him what that I meant? I need to, because the fact that he said it to me at all is insulting. Exactly. All right, no, I should have no, no. jumped across that counter <laughs> and knocked him out after that. That's how Jerome finally gets arrested. I was just my right to do that. You don't tell no man who's coming into the Burger King that the burger machine broke, all right? I ought to throw you on the grill into the burger machine. This is, this is what happened. This is what happened. There was two of them working that day. <laughs> They were buddies. One of them said, hey, yo, I dare you. The next customer that rolls through here, I dare you to say burger machines broke. That'll be hilarious. And then they filmed it and everything. See, and they I put believe it on that, TikTok. but I wasn't the only one mad. Turns out there have been like five of the customers he has said this to. 
And everybody was mad. So you know what? We could have started a mob. We could have started a riot that day if we really wanted to. But you were all mad. But honestly, it was very effective because nobody questioned it. Nobody said anything. You're all like just angry. But like nobody actually did it. So technically, it was effective. It did have the Because what are you going to do? What? I'm going to drive to McDonald's? I already drove here. I spent gas to get here. So I'm at least going. I'm not going to leave empty handed. Give me the chicken sandwich. Just give me the original chicken sandwich. <laughs> I've had a McDonald's no. where their soda machine's been out. Does that count for anything? I've always I mean, gotten my ice cream when I've gone that there happens. and gotten my flurry. Soda but machine like, is the, the one machine. where it's like that kind of happens. You kind of all right. Then I'm. Just- I mean, we worked at a movie theater where the movie machine didn't work, so. <laughs> multiple times Um, (laughs) okay but to be fair that's because we had prototype projectors (laughs) like those were those were not even like the the standard issue those were like the test models there was a time literally everything in the system got deleted everything and only five minutes only five 20 seconds i believe 20 seconds the blood of my blood batman thing Everything was deleted. All our documentaries, all our feature films, everything was deleted. That's bad. There's one thing of like, it's not working. It got overheated. Maybe the movie got like messed up or deleted. Everything in the system got wiped but 25 seconds. Prototype or not, that's that's bad. That's really bad. But that was also the nicest crowd I ever had. I love that. Mm. <laughs> well, there, my, my fast food story, the one time that um, so it was, I think it was after my, my cousin's wedding, it was me, my mom and dad, and we were in the car and we, it was late at night. So we went to go to a fast food restaurant and I want to say it was like Wendy's or something. And we went in the drive through and the guy's like, yeah. And then we just looked at each other like, did he just say, yeah, did he, is that what? Did he? And we just drove off and went to went somewhere else. Oh, I was curious to see what like, the end of that story was going to be. Just like, was he, I don't know, what was he like, just quitting that day or something? But I love it. I love it when out to the other customer service people drop the customer service for a second with you. Because like, okay, so I went to Ikea. I got a new dresser. Super happy. It took me four hours to build. I'm so tired from it. But I got it built. Anyway, they have in Ikea now, if you go, a sectioned off where Anything that can fall, bookcases, um, you know, dressers, certain things, they're in a section now. And you have to go on the website, sign an acknowledgement that you will either not sue IKEA or you will, you know, anchor it down to the wall or something in case of an earthquake or this or that. And when I was stopped and this woman was like, oh, hey, I need you to do this. Have you done? And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, Honestly, after the last like solid two years now, I'm not surprised at all that this is now needed. I'm like, what do I need to do? And she's just like, I know. Like the the cuss the happy face dropped, the solid of like, these people are freaking stupid. I have to stop everything. This is my job now to tell people to go on the website and sign an acknowledgement that you will not sue us if you die. Uh and she's just like, I know. So if you could go to this website and I was like, okay. And then when I was leaving, uh, my item, she would just, you know, scan that you took these items out of this part. She like looked at me. She's like, oh, thank you so much for putting the barcode up. I'm like, yeah, 
I saw you had a scanner, so you were going to scan, right? She's like, the amount of people that put their stuff downward, she's like, you'd be an ace. And I'm like, again, no, no, I wouldn't be. And she's like, I know, you wouldn't be. Have a good day. <laughs> she was so cheery. And then when I just mentioned, I'm like, ah, I'm not surprised. She's like, I know, neither am I. Well, have a good day. I just love it when their faces drop and it's just like the real them comes out. Uh, our next story uh, moving on from fast food this one's a little more serious but uh, I, th- I think it'd be an interesting thing to talk about is that uh, the Illinois schools have this, officially this, this will probably sorry Wait. go ahead never mind uh, Illinois schools are going to be excuse me uh, allowing kids age 6 to 17 to take absences without doctor's notes to take on, uh, quote, five uh, excused mental health days. Uh, this is officially U.S. Today reported that Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the bill into law last month, which allows for kids age 6 to 17 to take absences without a doctor's note. Those who advocated for the new legislation said the pandemic has been a major stressor for students. Um. Also included in the bill is a requirement that states if any student uh, takes more than two approved mental health days, they'll be referred to school supportive services. And those who take the mental health days will also not fall behind on missed work. Um, It's already been, this is already in practice in Oregon, where they get five days off. Maryland's Montgomery County has also enforced a similar law. Uh, Same thing. And, uh, their similar bills are being present in states like Florida and Utah. So what do you guys think about uh I broke the cat toy. <laughs> Cheddar's not gonna be happy. He's just gonna be in the back yeah, like, I'm Hey, I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> Destroying my toys <laughs> now. Um I I just uh I don't know. I do get it from the sense of COVID and everything. It has been uh, especially rough on kids, I'm sure, because for a lot of them, it's like they, you know, especially little kids, they can't go anywhere. You know, at least teenagers, like they have their car, they have like, uh, so they have more access, like if they have a car. But even then, like their parents probably will trust them to like ride the bus or whatever by themselves. So they have a little more freedom to go out and be away from their parents or be away from like people they they're seeing every day because they're stuck inside due to covid um as like uh however little kids that's like (laughs) that that's where they're stuck at um until like this year where uh kids can go back to school and even then they still have to wear masks and stuff so they can't really connect with their other classmates so i i get it from that standpoint uh, at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like um, this could also be – it's no different than a couple of years back. There was also implementations to, like, add safe spaces in school to which I was like, I don't know. There might be a catch-22 where, like, on one hand, yeah, it's, like, a space where kids don't have to deal with, like, controversial conversations or deal with kids who are saying controversial things. At the same time, though, is it stunting them? for adulthood when they might not have that ability to escape like that and have to confront people who say controversial things to them or 
something like that. So I don't know if this is the same thing where like it's great you're giving kids this uh, time where they can take time off for their mental health at the same time. Like, is it stunting their ability to be able to handle uh, high levels of stress on their mental well-being and stuff like that? Or be able to at least open up to somebody at their school, like a guidance counselor or someone like that. So I don't know. As a person who's had a terrible guidance counselor, um, I think one, they need to refix that program. I think for the safe space thing, I agreed with it because a lot of times the reason I didn't like high school was overstimulation. The sounds and everything was too much and you never got a break which is a big thing for me is that I just need a few seconds because I didn't really have that. And I didn't get that. So I would just leave school and wouldn't come back. Nobody would know where I would go during the day. So you're, it's good. It's not bad to have an escape to take a moment. Um, and I get what you're saying about the conflict and things, but it should also teach you that you, should know that if you're not in a place to handle a conflict issue, that's when things erupt to more an escalated situation. That's where fights break out. That's where you end up saying something harmful or hurtful. Because unfortunately, I am one of those people that if I'm forced into a confrontation or if I'm forced into a situation where I'm not, I should not mentally, physically or mentally be here, but I go someplace, like I, I've done, I have unfortunately done this with my mom and I'm sure even you guys where I get a, I go from like the normal mean that I am to, I start saying really awful things. I start going for little nitpicks of personality. I start, you know, cutting deeper than I would ever want. And because I'm starting to lock up emotionally to, so I don't have to face internally the overstimulation that I'm feeling. I am not aware of the social cues anymore. I'm not aware of like how the other person may be feeling. I'm just going for the throat verbally. And then sometimes if I'm feeling attacked, I'll turn aggressive. So I think that safe space is really good because it'll maybe keep things from escalating because I know that because I was one of those people would end up escalating or just, being straight off when horrible i thankfully don't do that because i will walk away or i just won't say anything and kind of be like if you want to meet around then you're just like today today at work was so so terrible to the point i barely said a word or two and anytime i would speak to somebody it was a word or two and if they tried to engage with me i was very cold i was like yeah what do you want me to say today is freaking awful and, you know, we have no help and you keep telling me you want this and you keep telling me you want this. Well, maybe you should prioritize better. I can prioritize, but what am I going to get less in trouble for? Which is something I said to one of my supervisors. And then I turned away from it, which probably will come back with repercussions for me. But at this time, I no longer care. I need to just do my job. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. As for the mental health days, I get what they're attempting to do for kids there. But the mental health days, I don't think will be as beneficial as like when you're adult at a workplace. Mm -hmm. I think what they need to do is refix that guidance counseling program or get a professional psychiatrist, you know, there that can help with kids 
and a trusted per a trusted adult they feel like they will actually be listening to them or like i don't know i miss so much school as i said before i was there the legal amount of days they sent letters home threatening to send social workers there but they never did i think they shouldn't threaten social workers but maybe they should be like hey you've been missing too much school Maybe we we're gonna make you an appointment with you know one of our counselors and kind of see what's going on. Maybe there's something we can do because also there's other factors why you may miss school. Mm. So I get what they're trying to doing, and I like that they're bringing up mental health a lot more. It's starting to work its way into the actual school system because that's what's needed. Because I think they they put so much on kids. Well, they it's learned like so much so early with school shootings rising and and uh, the suicide rate still pretty high amongst like teenagers. It is like a, a big thing. I mean, you know, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. I remember I my first ever like, which I don't. I describe it as like a panic attack, but that's just how I felt about it and like how it it felt like my heart was gonna pound out of my chest despite the fact that I was in a safe place and nothing was going on um uh when i was 17 and i this is my first time ever like being depressed and having to confront it for the first time in my life and it scared the hell out of me like i didn't know how to interact and you know and then like suicidal thoughts behind that like it was rough so it's like on one hand i wish i had that support system in high school to better prepare me for that situation of like when you're by your you know when you're by yourself and you feel alone and like there's like nobody in your corner like it is nice to have those voices of uh other people who understand your mental uh mental state or at at the very least can help you work through it when you're like a kid yeah um yeah there's too much I was going to say, there's too much pressure, I feel like. I feel like every time I start to talk, my dog snores. There's too much pressure on kids in general and teens and knowing from experience, like, that pressure as we've all been there at one point um, as teens, just having that pressure uh, compounded on you. Like my school started at 7.20 a.m. every single day. I can't imagine asking an adult, let alone doing that myself, to wake up every day at five, whatever, to get to school at uh, 7.15 every day, go to school for eight hours or however long you went to school at seven, um, and then do homework after that slash after school activities and then get up in time the next day to do it again. I mean, I never got, I hardly ever got eight hours of sleep in high school (laughs) and it's unsurprising because of all the um, time that take, that it takes out of your day. Not only that, but um, not only does it take time out of your day, but it takes energy and it takes like your mental, um, like strength just to get through the day. So I think it's a good thing that they would add mental health days because that's not necessarily, you know, you can, in the professional workplace, you know, it's becoming more accepted, but we just as a society um, 
expect kids and teens to just deal with it and they don't really have a say in in what their schedule is or um, how they're able to, like when they just need a break. Um, the breaks are kind of just built in for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's definitely a good thing. Especially I, in this day and age when there's the pandemic and everything. The world's on fire. Yeah. I, and also a thing too is that uh, I've had conversations about this with some of my friends where it's like, uh, you know, my friends who are going to be like getting married or whatever and they're about to, you know, maybe be fathers or be mothers in that yes. it's like, for us, it's like we grew up in the the beginnings of the social media era and a lot of kids now are in like the thick of it where it's evolved since then and you know having a social media presence is everything being projecting yourself like you're perfect or you're the hottest person or you're like everything in life is going oh so well is like a lot of kids uh sole focus in in high school and when it's not in reality it can it can be a lot that um and especially because now it's like you know during the pandemic i'm sure social media for a lot of kids has been the only outlet they've had um so that can also be a thing too of adding a whole lot of stress that is while self-induced it still is like you know it's a part of growing it's a part of growing up now for kids that we didn't really have to deal with as much and I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, that presence and then having everything out there. And also it's kind of made it so when you're also getting bullied, like you can't escape it. It's mm-hmm. it's on your phone now. Um, but I will say there's also like a really positive to social media because like we were talking about TikTok and I'm being on like BookTok and your For You page and all that. A lot of the people I follow on TikTok are also people who kind of share my mental disorders such as bipolar adhd mm-hmm. quite a few a uh, few other issues um things i deal with with like my past and my trauma and stuff like that and being able to see that they experience too and being like oh okay so that's connected to the trauma i had as a kid that makes more sense and i think it also goes back to what you're saying about having that support system and that voice had somebody when I was younger, actually listened to what I was saying instead of being like, you're a teenager. All teenagers feel sad. It was like, no, I had a legitimate chemical imbalance that needed to be looked at, taken care of. And then I also had issues that needed to be vocalized and dealt with. Um, Thankfully, as an adult, I now have access to those resources and I am working through stuff. But also having that on social media, I've learned way more about my disorders and even Christian, my sister has learned about her ADHD far more from like this one guy's TikTok than most doctors have ever explained to her. So I think social media is that huge double-edged sword where like Mm -hmm. there's such a strong positive, there's a community you can be part of. And then there's definitely that like the access to bullying, that pressure of like, I want to go viral and all that stuff. So I agree. I think it's great that they're bringing up mental health with teenagers. It's not just adults now. They're acknowledging that teenagers may need a break or even ki- like young kids. Yeah, because like, the age lowest age is six, which is like 
yeah the minimum because anything lower than that they're in kindergarten like <laughs> so i mean my teacher was my bully in kindergarten so like i could have used a day off for two although it was only half days she started it but anyway uh i think it's great that they're also <laughs> she did she did i think it's also great that they're acknowledging it that it's as young as six uh, that it can go that age, that kids can experience mental health issues at that age. So I think it's also great that that's now being at least thrown in there. It's not just teenagers. It is children like middle schoolers and elementary students. You know, they're, they're beings. They feel and they think. Yeah. So I think it is a good way to bring up that. I'm not so sure about that taking off days without any repercussions because you would still have to call in and be like i'm taking a mental health day and now they have on record that you're taking these mental health days and now yeah, you only get like five <laughs> oh yeah for the whole i don't know if that's for the semester do, I, or that's for the guys, whole year so i don't know but when when you guys were in high school did you guys have like late start days because i remember in in my high school on fridays so thir- uh, monday through thursday we started at 7:20 ended at 2:03. We ended at 2:03 every day, and then um, on Fridays we started at like 8:45, I think, or 8:50, and then ended at 2 2:03. So every Friday we got a late start, um, so we didn't have to start until like an hour, almost an, yeah, an hour and a half later. Um, and that I feel like for me that kind of helped because one I was able to sleep in and I always know that I but sometimes I would just end up staying late staying up later and so it wouldn't really make a difference. That's called revenge but, sleep. Um, right, <laughs> but I feel like that sort of did help like mentally because I knew that at the end of the week um, I would have even though it was just an hour and a half I would be able to kind of reset a little bit before the weekend so i don't know if you guys had that we had half had that. days um, that's pretty much all we had was occasional half days and normally that was just so the teachers could like have meetings and organize and stuff um but that mm-hmm. was about it Not like that we had if you were a senior you could maybe if you finished all your requirements you could take you could miss your first period or second period you didn't have to have that or your last period yeah um i worked it so like because i was part of this class that you you got a job and you would work and just kind of show and show up to class like once a month or something like a work program thing was um, it fbla I, don't, I think so it was like a business class we had something similar um, but it was like a it was different through a different company like vocational schools though in fact we had a barbershop in my school <laughs> I don't actually recall what it's my, but you just kind of found your own job. You would submit like, Hey, I'm working. So I got late morning and then I would leave early. And so I didn't have, I would didn't have a first or last period. I would scrunch them up, which was really nice for me. And I agree with you. I think schools start way too early. Cause like I go to work, I wake up at four 30 every morning. I like 20 minutes of those is just me staring <laughs> like into the darkness of my apartment being like, is this really worth it? Can I just go live in the woods and be that creepy witch there? Um, 
I usually it's not because I'm a creature of comfort. I don't know. I can't do it. Because I, I mean, the way school is set up is that by the time the kids get out of school is most of the time when most parents are getting off from work. So that they but could the come. Is, get isn't the my, job from nine to five? No, two. no. Right. My school got off at two. My parents did get, didn't get off. I mean, work I don't know. My like mom five. didn't work for a long time when we were kids, so she would come pick us up from school, and then my dad would like. See, uh, I was but, a latchkey kid, but even then, still, it's like you'd get on the bus and you come home. Like you'd be able to go home and do your. You'd still have daylight hours, is what I'm saying. Like because if they do it any later than eight, eight I went to school at eight a.m. But it's like if they do it any later than that. Then the complaint will be school like gets out too late. You, I I, I you like having would you know, be better being though, out earlier because I also know that some schools do this is a block schedule. You have math, science, and blah 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 on these three days, and then you have these classes. You know your electives on the next two days. That that would be so much better than making me go to the same eight classes every day. Listen, I actually don't remember. You gotta get in all that information. Get all that, all that stuff. God, it's been so long. <laughs> that drove me crazy. I just, I don't know. In the spirit, like, but you're will, not retaining anything. You're not thinking about it. You're like, I will say, in the spirit of playing devil's advocate, I think it's cool that they're doing the mental health days. I don't know. It's Hold just, on, I'm gonna put that on the bingo sheet. Jerome plays devil advocate. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I do, <laughs> it, like, just thinking about all of the factors. Uh, I could see also the argument though. It is like. In a, in a world where, yeah, we're taking mental health more seriously, at the same time, though, I think we're also, like, it may also be giving a lot of people with mental health issues the uh, just, like, scapegoats to ignore their issues. And it's, like, not in, and not in the sense that, you know, well, if you have depression, you just got to deal with it. But in the sense that, like, if you have depression and you, you're recognizing that at 14 or 13 or any younger than that, to not just be like, well, I'm just leaving. Screw school. And, and instead be like, I need to talk to somebody about it. What can we do so that I can still be able to go to school? But either whether that be getting anti uh, antidepressive uh, medication or, you know, getting the right that sort of thing or getting set up with a proper therapist or something like that per week. But see, that you know it I mean? all comes back to that it depends on the support system you have. True. Because That's true. W- with mine, I did. I acknowledged my depression around like fourteen, and it was until, let's say, a very, very dark point that I was finally like, "Hey, nobody's noticing. Nobody's doing anything. I need help." I went to my mom. I got a counselor, or a, she, uh, yeah, I don't think she was actually a therapist. She was like a counselor. She sucked. She was awful. Mm-hmm. Everything I said was like a liar and most thing. The school was like, you still need to come to school. In fact, the day after my mom took me to the doctor, I uh, got some help and they're like, we'll set you up. You know, we'll take care. We'll, we'll help you out with stuff. My math teacher pulled me aside. I was like, oh, you were out of school yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of dealing with something. She's like, you know, you really should be dealing with your grades. I'm like, I kind of went to go to the hospital and, you know, talk to the doctors about my mental health. Well, maybe if you just focused on work more, you know, you wouldn't have to, you, you shouldn't worry about your social. She thought it was about my social life. Um, and then unfortunately during my whole year's health, un- 
unfortunately, up until maybe I want to say about five years ago, I had a very shitty support system. And I love my, my mom and my sister, but they're not great at it either. They got their own issues going on. Mm. Um, so I think it comes down to that because eventually I didn't have that support system. I didn't have those moments where I could maybe take a breath and that overstimulation. Instead, it taught me to just run. I don't have to deal with stuff. I can just run away from my problems. I can fixate helping other people. I don't have to deal with my own issues. And that's what I say when it comes to like, oh, you know, doing the safe space or giving that time off. Sometimes you just need a break and for people to not question why you're gone. Because then they start thinking, oh, it's because of this or this. But if you're like, look, I need a, I need a mental day. There's overstimulation. There are days that now I am able to vocalize at work like, hey, I'm not doing great today. I need everybody to keep communication with me at a minimum. And people are like, oh, that sounds really mean. It's not. It's for your safety and my safety. Because <laughs> one, I'll get awful. And then two, it also, I'm going to get my work done. I'm going to do what I need to do to be here. But also, it's not making things worse for me. So when I come home, I'm not super anxious. I'm not close to having panic attacks. Next day, I might not have to take off because there are days I'll get physically sick because of the anxiety, because of the depression, overstimulation, all that stuff, to where I no longer can function in normal society. And giving just that moment of a breather of like, I'm going to take the day off and remember that I'm, I need to remember that I'm a human being, mm-hmm. I guess. It's more just like, I need a day where I just separate myself from the world. It does wonders for me. I'll come back to work so much better, so much more vibrant and interactive and willing to help. And when I'm working in the medical field, I want to be able to help people. I just, so. I don't know. I don't know. In my head, it's like the, the alternative thought in my head is I don't, I just don't want to see us like create a group of kids who are unable to function in their adulthood when they're put in a position where they can't escape and they do need that like break. But unfortunately, whatever the circumstance may be, whether that be because of a job or because of a person you're interacting with. I mean, with. but we've already had that generation. Well, what I'm saying the is- The millennials. Yeah, but- the, Like, the, we are all fucked up and we never had a chance to escape anything. But I will say- it didn't do us any good. But I will say the difference is, though, is that for us, because we didn't have that escape, a lot of millennials have, the, have that capability to push through, even when they're having a rough day. I'm just saying- I'm not. I'm thinking about on the opposite end of the spectrum because I do. I am a supporter of the bill, and I think it is good to give kids those mental health days. I'm just kind of playing contrarian, just to see, like, because on the other hand, I could see it going the opposite way too. Of like, because you've given these kids that ability, if they won't have that ability anymore, it's no different than it's like uh, when you look at you know, protest back during the 1960s for like the civil rights movement compared to protests for Black Lives Matter. Now, it's not the same entity because you have two different generations who had two different sets of circumstances and two different sets of struggles before them. So it's like, it's it's when I think about stuff like that too, about the same thing for mental health of like, it sucks. But at the same time, it's like there are 
there is i feel like there will be a generational gap of like a generation that maybe is having a harder time trying to get through those hurdles than other ones because they're so used to being able to just uh, escape but to work on their our mental health job i think we've gotten so screwed over by the generation before us and the hurdles that's the whole point it's so that the next generation doesn't have to struggle they don't have to deal with the hurdles we put take down the hurdles and we make it easier so they can have it easier mental health is more of a topic so they don't have to deal with this issue so they don't have to deal with these insecurities i get what you're saying but at the same time i think it's just an old way of looking at things and to be like going over the you no know, we're trying to break down those hurdles so they don't have to do this so they don't have to like force themselves through the situation because i was one of those people that did and i can honestly tell you it doesn't end well mm. it will never end well starting from a very young age i've gone through all that and that's why i'm always like no it, it will never end well and i get what you're saying but it won't end well if you ever force somebody into a situation that they don't want to be in mentally or physically it will always end badly for one party or another that's true and that's it and we're gonna shut down this episode jonathan's yeah. done <laughs> he's just like chilling yeah i was cute yeah because i was you know <laughs> no i was i didn't want to i wanted to kind of you was, know put up some like because we have all of us are in agreement of this bill so i was like i don't know no, none of us have opposing <laughs> ideas about it so let me see what you guys thoughts are on the opposing ideas right um right and i was i, I was just listening to to each of um, y'all's points and also um, looking at Gibson who was staring at me and has awoken from his slumber. Um, I love uh, when we went to visit you in LA, I loved waking up to Gibson just staring into my soul. <laughs> but uh, yeah, long story short to end Fair. out this episode. Uh, yeah, d- you know, take time for your mental health. Do do that. Um, and, and, and yeah. before we end also, sh- also, um, just shout not not shout out that would be the wrong like term to use but just um condolences to anyone who's dealing with the storms right now i know ida is like Mm -hmm. subsiding but it's also like impacting a lot of people so um everyone out there stay safe and and condolences to anyone who's who's having to deal with that right now because i know we got listeners all over the country so we know y'all listening to us. True. Um, so be safe out there. Yeah, which is that's also a coincidence. Last time we did trending topics, there was a snowstorm. Now <laughs> this time there's a hurricane. Should we keep doing trending topics? Apparently it's dangerous. <laughs> um yeah, those are the ones we wanted to talk about today. Uh you know, comment below. Tell us your thoughts on any of the stories we talked about today. Uh any like whether that be about the Donda thing about the milk crate challenge. What are your thoughts about uh, mental health days being uh, a thing as a part of the school system? I think it's a good thing. I think it honestly, I, I think, it can, I think if, it'll help more than it'll hurt. So I think it's I a good thing. I just want to know, has everybody experienced the ice cream machine at McDonald's? Am I the only one that hasn't <laughs> experienced it? And now I kind of want to drive to various McDonald's. This is where my mindset has gone to now. This is the mindset of a mentally ill person. I'm thinking about the McDonald's ice cream machine. We went from a very serious topic to this. And I want to know, and if somebody wants to road trip with me around till we find a broken ice cream machine, maybe it'll help if I have somebody else in the car with. 
Like I need their their that energy. That can, that can make it interesting. I feel like that that's something that like some YouTuber would do. Go around to all the ice cream machines. Until they find a God, we'll have so many McFlurries at the end of the day. We just gotta start handing them out to random strangers and be like, hey, bro, you want a McFlurry? We got like six in the bag. Right. (laughs) We're going in my little beetle and we're finding a broken McDonald's ice cream machine. Okay, but do we get the McFlurry or do we just like ask, hey, is your ice cream machine broken? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, we're going through that line. We're going through that line. I'm getting in a McFlurry. We'll, We'll give out what, you know, we'll give things out. We'll give things out. We'll bring Kaylee. She can eat a lot of sugar. I've seen it. <laughs> I told you Ivan said he hadn't encountered that either. So I wonder if I bring you- Ivan, if that's like too much energy of like the ice cream machines working. The whole McDonald's power is gonna just have a power outage. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode, everybody. Uh, socials. Here we go. An hour and 43 minutes later. Yeah, that's later. right. Uh, Jonathan, you go first. Socials. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys. Is that it? No, Jonathan. <laughs> I yeah. you're gonna say, Wait, where's your You're going to say your whole yeah. Jonathan Keys, if you please, thing or whatever. Yeah, that's why I was like waiting. <laughs> We're literally all waiting for that. Oh, we're sorry. I wasn't feeling like saying it today. I I, I left you on red. I'm sorry. All right, Alex, where can people Um. find you? (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, uh, you can find me at Alex and nobody on Instagram uh, uh, and TikTok. I am Alex and Cheddar, where I post mainly videos of him, but I also handle the podcast TikTok. The first ones to die, which is also all our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I think that's all the social media, we, <laughs> the main ones. Uh, you can also like email us at uh, the first ones to die. We would love to get some yeah, at email from you guys com. topics. Yeah, gmail.com. And what about your socials, Jerome? Uh, you can find me at not Jerome Red on Instagram as well as at RoboZoo Media. Uh, big shout out also and RIP to uh, 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 I want to say I was going to say Lee Perry but I, I, I don't want to get his name wrong because he's a great reggae singer and, and he was amazing hold on I'm sorry I want to make sure I get this right <laughs> uh, yes okay I was right All right, Lee, Lee Scratch Perry he was awesome uh RIP, rest in power to him. Uh, I hope his family is doing well. And uh, lost another great musician. But hopefully we'll gain more as the as the years continue. So, uh, But other than that, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week when we talk about something. We don't necessarily know what that is going to be. <laughs> We do not. But it will be a topic, and you can find it here with all three of us at the first ones to die. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch a supposedly yes. Mexican man fall on some crates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Supposedly Mexican. Bye. <laughs>